Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. Stop the world. I want to get out. I need an escape away from this crowd just to hear you speak to me. These are the words of Matthew West, Stop the World. If you want to go find that, Matthew West is a Christian singer. And he has this song that I used to uh, live by and, and just love because I felt this sense of urgency and rush all the time. And then in March, the world stopped. <laughs> the world stopped and we all had the chance to get out. And yet what I've discovered is the pace of the world is not the reason that I have struggled to stop. Because the pace of the world came almost to a screeching halt, and my mind, my brain, my ability to be aware of myself and others did not expand until I stopped. The last few weeks, we've been doing this series on awareness, and as we talk about awareness um, of ourselves and others and our circumstances and being more aware, we're trying to give you some practical tips for how you can transform the way you think so that you can just be a more aware person, more aware of of your world, more aware of others in it, more aware of yourself. How can I change my mind? What are some practical things that I can do? And last week, we talked about becoming more aware by expansion. We talked about expanding your platforms and expanding your your groups that you listen to and expanding um, the way you gain information and where you're listening and where you're becoming aware. And that's important that we expand some things so that we can be more aware. But this week, I want to kind of flip the tables. And I also want to talk about how we gain awareness by eliminating things. So as you are in the world Uh, especially in the business world and in the self-help world and the mindfulness world, you're going to see both of these tensions constantly at work. And they, they live at, 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 uh, in tension with each other, expansion and elimination, because there are things we should be expanding while at the same time eliminating other things. And so figuring out how those work and how to do those, what do we expand, what do we eliminate, is going to help our brains to be more aware of what's going on. You see, your brain can only handle so much at a time. Your brain is designed to take in a ton of information and process it, but what it actually does to process all the information it's supposed to take in is it eliminates a whole lot of stuff from the equation. When you walk into a room filled with chairs and uh, you see all the things that are going on in that room and there's stuff happening everywhere around you, maybe tables, maybe some people busting tables. Like if you go into a conference right before it starts and you see all the activity going on when you walk into a room, you're going to see all of that, but you know your brain is also going to register an escape route. Um, because your brain's job is to keep you safe first and foremost. And so it eliminates things that you don't need to know. It eliminates information. It captures it. It's in there. You, your brain has it, but it eliminates things you don't need to know. And yet what happens is if we overwhelm our brains, it just shuts down. 
It just says enough. Enough is enough. And that's where we start seeing people who struggle with keeping up with their memory. They can't, as we get older, we can't keep up with all the information coming our way. And we try to find tools and other things to help us do that. And those are great. But what we need to probably do more than anything is eliminate things on intentionally so that when we've eliminated things intentionally, we can be more aware of the things that really matter. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to go through four things to eliminate or ways to things to eliminate in order to allow you to be more aware and expand in the areas where you need to be more aware. So number one, we want to eliminate distractions. Now, even as I started to record this podcast today, uh, I've been moving around, doing different things, preparing for my morning. I have my morning routine where I get up, I read my Bible, and I I listen to some devotional things, and I get my mind ready for the day. And this morning, I got to listen to a podcast before we came in here that interestingly was similar in its content as what we're talking about today. Um, And if you want to go look at the Donald Miller podcast uh, for this week, uh, what is this? July 21st. Tomorrow's the 22nd. Uh, If you want to go look at the Donald Miller podcast for this week, you'll see uh, that he's talking about similar ideas with his guest. But the idea is that we have to slow down. We have to we have to still some things so that we can be more aware. And distractions are everywhere. So I'm doing all that, and I get through all of that stuff, and I've done all that work, and I start putting together the last few notes to start recording this podcast. And guess what? My phone just starts dinging off the hook. Notification, notification, notification. And I've shut off 90% of my notifications. So if I'm getting notifications after I've shut most of them off, you got to wonder what in the world is going on. Well, it's distraction. And when we're about to do important things, oftentimes I think there's a force at work to bring more distractions in that moment. So I put on Do Not Disturb and got myself ready for this podcast so we can get it recorded because that's what you got to do. You got to turn on that Do Not Disturb button sometimes. And you know what? People are looking for you to respond and they're expecting you to respond right now. But the reality is you don't have to. It's okay to take a minute to do what you need to do to put on silent. And if somebody important gets a hold of you during that time frame, you just get back to them and say, hey, sorry, was in the middle of something and my phone was on do not disturb. What can I help you with? And at that moment, they're going to understand that it wasn't that you were putting them off. You just honestly weren't listening to anything and you weren't allowing distraction in. And so making this choice to eliminate distractions as simply as turning on your do not disturb or do, um, or go into a small room by yourself. Jesus says that when we pray, we should go into a closet by ourselves so that we're not distracted by all the things that can pull us away from having a conversation with our God when the time comes to listen to what God has to say. We want to take the time to eliminate distractions so that we can be more aware of the things that really matter. If we want to be more aware of what really matters, we're going to have to eliminate what doesn't. In the martial arts, we teach people what we call combat breathing. You've probably seen this in different places where you breathe in on a four beat, you hold a four beat, and you breathe out on a four beat. 
then you hold for a four beat and you start back over. That breathing, just being aware of your breathing and focusing on the one thing, the breathing, starting with the breathing, allows your brain to relax and allows your brain to be more aware of what's happening around you so you can move with more speed and more freedom. You actually have more ability to affect the circumstances around you because you slowed down, not sped up. We've got to learn to slow down. We've got to learn to eliminate distractions. Second thing you can do to be more aware of the things that are most important is eliminate responsibilities. So many of us say yes to things we should never say yes to. We should say no more. We should say no more than we do. We should say no more than uh, others do. We should be known for the word no. No is a full sentence and it's okay to say no to things. It's okay to tell people, no, I'm not going to do that. And instead, what we oftentimes do is we take on responsibilities and we carry the weight of responsibilities until we're not able to carry them. And then we start not showing up for things, which makes us seem untrustworthy. And we're not untrustworthy people at all. We've just taken on too many responsibilities. There are a lot of people who think I don't like pets because I am I will not let my kids have a pet. I do not want a pet. We will not have a pet in my house, except, of course, right now I have a fish in my house because my daughter, who's in college and is a grown adult, had to come home during the coronavirus stuff, and she got herself a fish. Now, she's an animal lover. She's uh, studying to be a vet, and she wants to be an animal lover, and it's a great thing. But here's the reality. I don't hate pets. I certainly don't hate your pet. And dogs in particular. Dogs are loyal. Dogs are fun. The truth is, I think cats have great personality. The fact that they're not, they don't care what you think is a good thing to follow and listen to. I, I, I like animals. It's not that I don't like animals. I don't need more responsibilities in my life than I already have. I don't need to add another responsibility that is a choice whether I add it or not. Now, if you choose to do that, that's great. But you got to understand how much responsibility you can handle. And when you reach the capacity of what you can handle, you got to pull back. You need to say no to responsibilities. Right now, as I grow my dojo and as I'm working to grow what we're able to do here at the Way Karate Dojo, and as I work to expand um, our ability to train Christian leaders through the martial arts, you know what I've done? I've stopped teaching as many classes. Now, we still offer those classes, but I have raised up other people to take on responsibilities and to do things that I that they can do that I so that I don't have to, so I can go do the things that only I can do. Now, the truth is, eventually I'd like to get to the point where the only thing I do is own the business. Now, it's not that I don't want to teach. I will still teach. I love to teach. I love to teach in as many ways as I can, so I will still teach. But teaching can be done by others who have been well-trained, whereas right now, running the business cannot be done by others. Eventually, I'll be able to hire people to run the business so that I can just own it. And I can just have the business. And then that gives me the freedom as the owner to come and go as I need to, to check in, to make sure things are working well, but to let the managers and let the, the other people who are running the business run the business. And I own the business so that my family is blessed by that ownership. 
But even more so, I'm able to help more people. I'm able to go out and do more things. You hear business leaders all the time right now, stop working in your business and take time to work on your business. Well, the reality is, is I'd like to get to the point where other people are working on my business and I'm able to just enjoy what I enjoy again. I'll probably teach more again at that point because I enjoy the teaching. But right now, I've got to step away from those responsibilities so that I can be focused on the things we need to be able to grow our influence and our ability to make a difference in more lives here in our community and even beyond it. But I've got a lot I've got to get done to make all that happen. So I'm working on expanding what we're able to do, expanding who we're able to be. And as I work on that, I have other people taking on responsibilities that they've been trained up and they are more than capable of doing. And in some ways, do it better than I do. And so that's okay. You've got to step back and you've got to be willing to let go of things and let other people take control of things that they can do. And oftentimes, you'll find what I found. They might do it better than you do it. But if we don't let go of those responsibilities, if we don't surrender our responsibilities, then we're never going to be able to grow. Craig Rochelle says this, you can have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. <laughs> Let me say that again. You can have control or you can have growth, but you can't have both. And so for us to grow, We've got to be able to eliminate responsibilities and focus on the things that only we can do. Be more aware of what we can be aware of. And what's interesting is during class time, when I'm here, I'm not really growing the business during that time. But when I'm not in class, I'm able to let my brain deal with other things rather than what we're going to do in class that day. What I do during class is I talk to the parents of students who are taking class. I spend my time growing the business by growing relationships with those who are actually paying the bills and continuing to check in on them and find out about their lives and make sure I know them and care about them while my teachers and my instructors do the actual instructing. Now, so what we want to do, we want to eliminate distractions. We want to eliminate responsibilities. Number three, we want to eliminate people. Now, before you get out your AK-47s, just stop for a minute. (laughs) I don't mean eliminate people as in totally annihilate them or get them out of your life. I'm not suggesting that the world would be a better place with less people, although sometimes I think many of us think it would be. And the reason is, is that all leadership problems are people problems. And so if we could eliminate people, we would eliminate people problems. You're not going to eliminate people problems because people are going to be in your life. But here's what you can do. There are people who just suck life from you. They are not giving life back. They are just taking life and taking life and taking life from you. Now, some people do this for a time because they're suffering and they're struggling, and it's your job to help them overcome that. But some people are just negative. They're just taking your time all the time. They, Even if it's not all the time, they think they can come into your world at any time, day or night, and interrupt your world and come into your world and ask for things of you that are not their right to have. You've got to eliminate people who just suck life. Uh, Henry Cloud has a famous series of books called Boundaries. And after writing Boundaries, he wrote Boundaries for Parents and Boundaries for Teens and Boundaries for Pastors and 
boundaries for leaders and there's all these boundaries books. And the whole idea is this, you need to eliminate where you let people have access to you so that you can focus on the things that matter most. You need to eliminate where people have access to you so you can focus on the things that matter the most. The last several weeks, I've struggled to get this podcast recorded and out because people have taken my time. And I've, I can get mad at those people or I can do what I can do to get them to, to push them back and say, you can't have this time. I've got a time slot. I've got a meeting at that time and I'm not giving that meeting up. That meeting is there for all the people who I am trying to help through my podcast, all the people that I have the opportunity to get my message out to so that more people can transform their relationships and, and optimize their leadership. I want to do everything I can to help you be empowered to optimize your leadership. In order for me to do that, I've got to say no to other things. Now, fortunately right now, I don't have so many listeners and so many fans coming in that I've got to worry if I'm a couple hours late. But consistency right now is so important to building, getting our message out that I've got to say no to things so that I can be focused and get this done every week so that you have it. And I... In order to do that, I'm going to have to say no to people more and more and no to other things. I've got to put boundaries around when people have access to my life. This has been very difficult to me because I'm surrounded by a lot of people who like to have morning meetings. And the truth is the morning is the time I get the most done. It's the, it's the time when I can do deep work without my brain stopping. I can get going and I can get a lot done in a morning. But if I've got meetings um, all morning long, then I lose that time. Now, I've also learned that in my world, myself, I fade as the week goes on. Okay, so my creativity is awesome here on a Monday or a Tuesday, and I have tons to say and tons as I'm thinking about and tons I could write and tons I could do. But as I move into later in the week, I have less and less of that. So I have pushed those meetings back further and further into my week so that I can meet with you on a Thursday. I can meet with you on a Friday. I can be there for that. It's okay for me to be there at the end. It's not okay for me to give you the beginning mornings of my week because that's when I get the most done for other people to be able to continue to get my message out. And so I have to eliminate from my world those people who want to take those times. Now, here's the last thing you need to do. Dallas Willard says this, if you want to become the very best person you can be, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. We have to eliminate hurry. If we're going to become the kind of people who have great relationships, who are empowered to optimize our leadership and ignite our world, we have to eliminate hurry from our lives. One of the things we often do wrong as we read scripture is we don't read the texts that give time to what Jesus is doing. When the Bible says Jesus got up early in the morning and he went away to a quiet place, in our minds, he got up and he went to a quiet place a mile away. Well, even a mile away is still a 15-minute walk, right? If it's further than a mile, now you're talking about even further out. And we don't know how far out he went. All we know is he went to find a quiet place to be alone. And it wasn't out in the garden of the house where he was staying. 
And oftentimes, Jesus would get away. And we see throughout Scripture where Jesus would be on a journey from from Capernaum to Jerusalem. Well, that's a three-day walk. And along the way, he stopped and he talked to people. And so it was more than a three-day walk for him. It was a journey for him. And the disciples were with him. And we miss how many nights did they sit around a fire eating together? How many times did they go to bed at night having joked and laughed and played together because, you know, it's 12 men on a walk. <laughs> we miss those those moments of stopping so many times when we read scripture. And <clears throat> I have a friend who uh, just a few weeks ago, one of my clients was talking to me about her struggles with distractions, etc. And I told her, you've got to slow down. You've got to figure out how to slow down and hear things. And she was, she was struggling to uh, see how she could slow down. And I said, you've got to get rid of the hurry. One of the things that this coronavirus has done is it's allowed a lot of people to slow down. And people keep talking about wanting to get back to normal. And what I would say is don't hurry back to that. And when you go back, don't go back to the normal you had before. We were moving too fast. I've said it here before. You've heard me say it. The soul was designed to move at the pace of a walk, about three miles an hour. And we drive cars. So don't let yourself get caught up in the hurry. Put margin in your in your calendar and margin in your life so that there are gaps where you can slow down. Right now, um, I'm using what's called the One Minute Pause app from John Eldridge and the Wild at Heart ministry. And what that app does is it allows me to stop for a minute or three minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes and just focus my mind and my heart and my soul again before I move into the next thing. Sometimes all I have is a minute, but I can take a minute. And, and by slowing down and teaching myself to slow down, even for just a minute, what, it, what ends up happening is I create in my space some space for my mind to think, okay? I slow down and I give myself the time to think. If nothing else, this time has given us time to think. And one of the reasons I think we may hurry to the next thing and the next thing is we don't want to think. Because when we slow down to think, we become responsible for our thoughts and our actions. And that responsibility scares us. Let me tell you something. It's better to take responsibility now than to wait and get it later. Okay? It's better to take responsibility now than to wait and be forced into it later. We need to we need to slow down our lives. We need to eliminate the hurry from our lives. Now, that may mean that over time we don't make as much money. <clears throat> it may mean over time uh, we don't meet as many people. It may mean over time that we only get ourselves and our message out to um, 100,000 instead of a million. And I know what you're thinking, because I think it too. My message is important. People need to hear it. It's, it's important enough to work to get it out. But here's the truth. Most of the great thinkers of history, we read after they were gone. And we read because they slowed down long enough to think and then share those thoughts with the rest of us. All right, so four things we can do and we can eliminate 
and four steps to eliminating things from your life so that you can be more aware of the things that matter most in your life, the people that matter most in your life. Here they are. Eliminate distractions. Eliminate responsibilities. Eliminate people who are just taking life and not giving back. And number four, eliminate hurry. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry. Listen, thanks for listening today. If you like what you heard, could you do me a favor and share it with someone? Also, be sure to give us a rating or review uh, that helps other people find us and hear the message we're offering. And remember this, life is a gift. Living is a choice and living is measured in relationships. So choose relationship today.